0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. When it comes to cross-cultural ministry, what does it look like for outsiders to serve as humble alongsiders in the work God is already doing? Keep listening to hear more about Craig Greenfield's new book, Subversive Mission, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old
1: Testament reading. Ezekiel chapter 19 through chapter 21, verse 17. Chapter 19. Lament for the Princes of Israel. And you, sing a lament for the princes of Israel, and say, What a lioness was your mother among the lions! She lay among young lions. She reared her cubs. She reared one of her cubs. He became a young lion. He learned to tear prey. He devoured people. The nations heard about him. He was trapped in their pit. They brought him with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she realized that she waited in vain, her hope was lost. She took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He walked about among the lions. He became a young lion. He learned to tear prey. He devoured people. He broke down their strongholds and devastated their cities. The land and everything in it was frightened at the sound of his roaring. The nations, the surrounding regions, attacked him. They threw their net over him. He was caught in their pit. They put him in a collar with hooks. They brought him to the king of Babylon and brought him to prison so that his voice would not be heard any longer on the mountains of Israel. Your mother was like a vine in your vineyard, planted by water. It was fruitful and full of branches because it was well-watered. Its bows were strong, fit for ruler's scepters. It reached up into the clouds. It stood out because of its heights and its many branches. But it was plucked up in anger. It was thrown down to the ground. The east wind dried up its fruit. Its strong branches broke off and withered. A fire consumed them. Now it is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty land. A fire has gone out from its branch. It has consumed its shoots and its fruit. No strong branch was left in it, nor a scepter to rule. This is a lament song, and it has become a lament song. Chapter 20 Israel's Rebellion In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth of the month, some of the elders of Israel came to seek the Lord, and they sat down in front of me. The Lord's message came to me, son of man, speak to the elders of Israel and tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Are you coming to seek me? As surely as I live, I will not allow you to seek me, declares the sovereign Lord. Are you willing to pronounce judgment on them? Are you willing to pronounce judgment, son of man? Then confront them with the abominable practices of their fathers and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. On the day I chose Israel, I swore to the descendants of the house of Jacob and made myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, I am the Lord your God. On that day, I swore to bring them out of the land of Egypt to a land that I had picked out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. I said to them, each of you must get rid of the detestable idols you keep before you and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and refused to listen to me. No one got rid of their detestable idols, nor did they abandon the idols of Egypt. Then I decided to pour out my rage on them and fully vent my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. I acted for the sake of my reputation so that I would not be profaned before the nations among whom they lived, before whom I revealed myself by bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I brought them out of the land of Egypt and led them to the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and revealed my regulations to them. The one who carries them out will live by them. I also gave them my Sabbaths, a reminder of our relationship, so that they would know that I, the Lord, sanctify them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not follow my statutes and they rejected my regulations. The one who obeys them will live by them and they utterly desecrated my Sabbaths. So I decided to pour out my rage on them in the wilderness and destroy them. I acted for the sake of my reputation so that I would not be profaned before the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. I also swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them to the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful of all lands. I did this because they rejected my regulations, did not follow my statutes, And desecrated my Sabbaths, for their hearts followed their idols. Yet I had pity on them and did not destroy them, so I did not make an end of them in the wilderness. But I said to their children in the wilderness, Do not follow the practices of your fathers. Do not observe their regulations nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Follow my statutes, observe my regulations, and carry them out. Treat my Sabbaths as holy, and they will be a reminder of our relationship. And then you will know that I am the Lord your God. But the children rebelled against me, did not follow my statutes, did not observe my regulations by carrying them out. The one who obeys them will live by them, and desecrated my Sabbaths. I decided to pour out my rage on them and fully vent my anger against them in the wilderness. But I refrained from doing so and acted instead for the sake of my reputation so that I would not be profaned before the nation in whose sight I had brought them out. I also swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them throughout the lands. I did this because they did not observe my regulations. They rejected my statutes. They desecrated my Sabbaths. And their eyes were fixed on their father's idols. I also gave them decrees that were not good and regulations by which they could not live. I declared them to be defiled because of their sacrifices, they caused all their firstborn to pass through the fire so that I might devastate them so that they would know that I am the Lord. Therefore, speak to the house of Israel, son of man, and tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In this way too, your fathers blasphemed me when they were unfaithful to me. I brought them to the land that I swore to give them. But whenever they saw the high hill or leafy tree, they offered their sacrifices there and presented the offerings that provoked me to anger. They offered their soothing aroma there and poured out their drink offerings. So I said to them, what is this high place you go to? So it is called high place to this day. Therefore say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Will you defile yourselves like your fathers and engage in prostitution with detestable idols? When you present your sacrifices, when you make your sons pass through the fire, You defile yourselves with all your idols to this very day. Will I allow you to seek me, O house of Israel? As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I will not allow you to seek me. What you plan will never happen. You say, we will be like the nations, like the clans of the lands, who serve gods of wood and stone. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, with a powerful hand and an outstretched arm, and with an outpouring of rage, I will be king over you. I will bring you out from the nations, and will gather you from the lands where you are scattered, with a powerful hand and an outstretched arm, and with an outpouring of rage. I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations, and there I will enter into judgment with you face to face. Just as I entered into judgment with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt— so I will enter into judgment with you, declares the sovereign Lord. I will make you pass under the shepherd's staff, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. I will eliminate from among you the rebels, and those who revolt against me, I will bring them out from the land where they have been residing. But they will not come to the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says each of you. Go and serve your idols, if you will not listen to me. But my holy name will not be profaned again by your sacrifices and your idols. For there on my holy mountain, the high mountain of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord, all the house of Israel will serve me, all of them in the land. I will accept them there, and there I will seek your contributions and your choice gifts with all your holy things. Then I will bring you out from the nations and gather you from the lands where you are scattered. I will accept you along with your soothing aroma. I will display my holiness among you in the sight of the nations. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I bring you to the land of Israel, to the land I swore to give your fathers. And there you will remember your conduct and all your deeds by which you defiled yourselves. You will despise yourselves because of all the evil deeds you have done. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I deal with you for the sake of my reputation and not according to your wicked conduct and corrupt deeds. O house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. Prophecy against the South. The Lord's message came to me, son of man, turn toward the South and speak out against the South. Prophesy against the open scrub land of Negev and say to the scrubland of the Negev, listen to the Lord's message. This is what the Sovereign Lord has said. Look here, I am about to start a fire in you and it will devour every green tree and every dry tree in you. The flaming fire will not be extinguished and the whole surface of the ground from the Negev to the north will be scorched by it. And everyone will see that I, the Lord, have burned it. It will not be extinguished. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, Does he not simply speak in eloquent figures of speech? Chapter 21 The Sword of Judgment The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, turn toward Jerusalem and speak out against the sanctuaries. Prophesy against the land of Israel and say to them, This is what the Lord says. Look, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked. Because I will cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked, my sword will go out from its sheath against everyone from the south to the north. Then everyone will know that I am the Lord who drew my sword from its sheath. It will not be sheathed again. And you, son of man, groan with an aching heart and bitterness, groan before their eyes. When they ask you, why are you groaning? You will reply, because of the report that has come. Every heart will melt with fear and every hand will be limp. Everyone will faint and every knee will be wet with urine. Pay attention. It is coming and it will happen, declares the sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, son of man, prophesy and say, this is what the Lord says. A sword, a sword is sharpened and also polished. It is sharpened for slaughter. It is polished to flash like lightning. Should we rejoice in the scepter of my son? No." The sword despises every tree. He gave it to be polished, to be grasped in the hand. The sword is sharpened, it is polished, giving it into the hand of the executioner. Cry out and moan, son of man, for it is wielded against my people, against all the princes of Israel. They are delivered up to the sword, along with my people. Therefore, strike your thigh. For testing will come, and what will happen when the scepter which the sword despises, is no more, declares the Sovereign Lord. And you, son of man, prophesy, and clap your hands together. Let the sword strike twice, even three times. It is a sword for slaughter, a sword for the great slaughter surrounding them. So hearts melt with fear, and many stumble. At all their gates I have stationed the sword for slaughter. Ah, it is made to flash, it is drawn for slaughter, Cut sharply on the right, swing it to the left, wherever your edge is appointed to strike. I too will clap my hands together. I will exhaust my rage. I, the Lord, have spoken. Your is New Testament reading, Acts chapter 9, verse 20 through chapter 10, verse 8. And immediately, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, This man is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and were saying, Is this not the man who in Jerusalem was ravaging those who call on this name, and who had come here to bring them as prisoners to the chief priest? But Saul became more and more capable and was causing consternation among the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. Saul's escape from Damascus. Now, after some days had passed, the Jews plotted together to kill him, but Saul learned of their plot against him. They were also watching the city gates day and night so that they could kill him. But his disciples took him at night and let him down through an opening in the wall by lowering him in a basket. Saul returns to Jerusalem. When he arrived in Jerusalem, he attempted to associate with the disciples, and they were all afraid of him because they did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took Saul, brought him to the apostles, and related to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had spoken out boldly in the name of Jesus. So he was staying with them, associating openly with them in Jerusalem, speaking out boldly in the name of the Lord. He was speaking and debating with the Greek-speaking Jews. But they were trying to kill him. When the brothers found out about this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria experienced peace and thus was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, the church increased in numbers. Peter heals Aeneas. Now as Peter was traveling around from place to place, he also came down to the saints who lived in Leda. He found there a man named Ananias, who had been confined to a mattress for eight years because he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Ananias, Jesus the Christ heals you. Get up and make your own bed. And immediately he got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Peter raises Dorcas. Now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which in translation means Dorcas. She was continually doing good deeds and acts of charity. At that time, she became sick and died. When they had washed her body, they placed it in an upstairs room. Because Lydda was near Joppa, when the disciples heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him and urged him, Come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they brought him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, crying and showing him the tunics and other clothing Dorcas used to make while she was with them. But Peter sent them all outside, knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her get up. Then he called the saints and widows and presented her alive. This became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. So Peter stayed many days in Joppa with a man named Simon, a tanner. Chapter 10 Peter Visits Cornelius Now there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was all his household. He did many acts of charity for the people and prayed regularly. About three o'clock one afternoon, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God, who came in and said to him, Cornelius. Staring at him and becoming greatly afraid, Cornelius replied, What is it, Lord? The angel said to him, Your prayers and your acts of charity have gone up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon, who is called Peter. This man is staying as a guest with a man named Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who had spoken to him departed, Cornelius called two of his personal servants and a devout soldier from among those who served him, and when he had explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous God, we thank you for another opportunity to get in your word together. We know that as we listen, we are not alone, that there are people all around this country where we record in and all around the world and throughout the history of the church who have sat under your word and been edified by it. We are a part of a community that is being strengthened together. And God, we thank you for this reminder that we have you as our very God, but we also have a community of believers that we belong to, that we are a part of a people, that we're not going our own way, that we are not members at large, but we are a part of a body, the body of Christ. We thank you, O oh God, for this truth. We thank you, O oh Lord, for your very presence and your spirit that gives us this word, even right now. Oh God, we pray that the way that we live, Lord, that it would be a, a testament to your powerful, loving work in us and through us, that our transformed hearts might work themselves out in a way that we are known. We're known like Tabitha, that people can show the things that we did with our hands and our minds and with our prayers in your name for your glory, for the good of our neighbors, O oh Lord. God, I am struck by that imagery of of her friends, of her peers saying, look at these tunics. Look at what she has made for others. And God, I thank you for your kindness towards Tabitha, towards your servant, and that through the apostle, a word of life was spoken to her, and there she was to serve again and to serve more and to serve longer. God, we thank you for this powerful reminder, O Lord, that you don't forget about your people. The world might forget about us. We might forget about ourselves, oh God, but you see your people. And in this testimony of Tabitha, we are reminded that her life, a simple life of service, did not miss your attention. You see your people, O God. And we thank you for this, O Lord. And we know that only what we do for you will last, Lord Jesus. And so we want to be busy doing the work that you have assigned us to do. God, we thank you for your kindness and compassion towards us, O Lord. We thank you, O Lord, that you are indeed good to us and that you call us to be good to our neighbors. You call us, O God, to live lives of compassion and kindness because we've been transformed. And when we think about the testimony of our older brother in the faith, the Apostle Paul, O God, we are reminded of how you can give us this powerful and transformative before and after Christ's story. Saul's life was so shocking, it was so egregious, it was so scandalous that that the that the apostles and the disciples oh God weren't sure if he was for real they they were thinking that they were probably being set up by him oh God and, and yet he proved himself he proved that by the power of the Holy Spirit. He had a changed and converted heart. And God, we pray that we would live in such a way that it would be clear to people that we are not their enemies, but that we have been transformed by the love and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God, for the way that you change our hearts, the way in which you are making us a new creation in you, the way in which you remember us, you know our names, O God, and the ways in which you have written our name in your book of life. We thank you, O God, for your kindness and mercy towards us. We thank you for your redemptive power to save and to change and to transform us from being people who are selfish to being people who are known for generosity and kindness. And let, O God, that be said of us, not for our own namesake, but for your namesake, that you might receive the praise and honor and glory that you are, that you are due, O Lord, for you are worthy. It is
0: in your name that we pray,
1: amen and amen.
0: For many, missions is a story of heroes, martyrs, and the advance of the gospel. For others, it's a story of colonialism and missionary disasters. So, how do we respond to God's call to love our neighbors as a new era emerges? Craig Greenfield shares about his journey in his new book, Subversive Mission, where he rediscovers the five fold missional gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, and demonstrates how each of these must look radically different in a cross cultural context. Through Craig's own journey, you'll be inspired by a new way of working for a change in the world. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off of Subversive Mission plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THEWORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures
1: with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag
0: Truth's Table.